I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One day in the pub, Seb and Verity were socializing with hilarity. They knew there and then that their options were vast. They bought some equipment and made a podcast. What do you think you are doing, you twits? It's cliched and obvious, you know. Seb Philpott. And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Hey. Um, this is a show where we chat to a different musician every week. We get to know them, chat about their life, yeah. about their career, about their hopes and dreams. <laughs> We're fresh off the back of the one that we've just recorded, aren't we? Yeah, we just did it. So we Literally thought, why not up. do the intro and the outro right Yes, now? we're on a roll. And please, Freddie, <laughs> tell us who it is. This week we have got Christoph van der Ven. Christoph is now playing with the band Bears Den, um, but he is also a solo artist in his own right. And we talk to him about both aspects of his career, as well as the fact that he is a chef on the side. So we talk to him about a whole load of different things, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> he talks about growing up in Holland, about moving to Galway in Ireland then eventually to London and uh, seeking his fortune in a musical sense, uh, <laughs> probably financial sense too. Uh, Quite but right. um, he's, uh, he's had a couple of albums out, Empty Handed and You Are The Place, and he's got a new EP which came out quite recently called yeah. Reworks. That's right, which is totally beautiful. In fact, I just think he's got, he's got a wonderful voice and he plays banjo and he talks a bit about it and talks about the anxiety that's actually caused him, um, which is really interesting. But, I mean, he's undersells himself because he's a truly fantastic musician. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really lovely music. Verity, you're on, uh, you're on Reworks, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a personal favourite of mine. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are playing on that. We're playing on Big Men at Heart, which is one of the tracks that Christoph kindly played for us this yes. evening. Yes. Yeah, he played two <laughs> tracks for us, which are beautiful. You will find out how they go. <laughs> He's just signed a publishing deal, so we uh, have a little discussion about that and what that actually means. That's right. We talk about him playing with Bears Den and supporting them as their um, main support on tours. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what's what's that like? 
And uh, also, we talk about him supporting Bonnie Vare, which he did in uh, the Harrowsmith Apollo a couple yes. of years ago, which was a highlight of his uh, career, as he mentions. Let's go and listen to it, shall we? This is yes, our please. conversation we had with Christophe van der Ven. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to chat to us. That's all right. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, happy new year to you too. Yeah, it's my first uh, podcast. um, Is it really? Well, actually, Kev was thinking about doing a podcast like maybe two years ago and we did like a pilot for it and we recorded it but it never got released so yeah so so technically Uh, this is the second one what's it gonna be called christoph i can't remember i don't know um i think he should pursue it i think i think it'd be very a very good one now we don't need any more competition that's (laughs) right back off there's loads of podcasts now there's at least 100 i know i'm nearly through uh all of the adam buxton podcasts so good they're the absolute best they are like the gold standard aren't they for for interviews yeah 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 he's got got such a great manner with anyone he can just um talk about anything yeah i know Did you yeah. listen to the Christmas edition? Because that's that's your yeah. pals, isn't it, on there? Uh, I did, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I live at Millie. Um, and they sounded very great. Exciting. That yeah, was a it's brilliant really awesome. song. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what might come? They might, might get on it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is the, the top one. Oh, yeah. we'd like them as well. It was well, very so. funny. I, I love the I love the Christmas episodes, um, and I love the ones where it's uh, Louis Theroux and Joe Cornish. Yeah, three yes. of them together. It's just, it's yes, so much. I was listening to the one where they were da- doing the David Bowie impress- impressions oh, yeah. um, yeah. last week, and I was just cracking up laughing. Like, <laughs> out in the street it was very funny I've just been reading that in his book and it still comes across in there i was still laughing out loud it's david yeah. bowie yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bowie. yeah. hey christoph congratulations on signing this mega deal oh well yeah. thank you very music. much that's fantastic i know it's great um yeah it's really exciting um and they've yeah, how put did me that to come work to be Where- well We've been talking to Pierre for quite a long time. Um, I think for a couple of months before Dylan came to um, my show in October 2019, I think it was. And that kind of sealed the deal, which is like, yeah, about a year and three months ago. And it, Yeah. um, yeah, finally got to sign the contract and uh yeah no, we're working together it's amazing yeah very excited about it it uh put me to work straight away and uh yeah do they yeah. expect they expect you to like turn out a lot of things now what have you got to no do? they don't expect me to turn out a lot of things but i'm very excited i'm excited in a way where i'm like i want to do loads of stuff and i'm now Brilliant. like um i'm really keen on doing like more instrumental stuff i'm uh, co-writing with other people like of my genre i guess and and amongst other different genres um i'd like yeah. to yeah That's just great. just so throw it, myself in there is it it's a publishing deal is that that correct yes so that what does correct, that yeah. mean to the to the layman to 
to not, people don't know that what that means. So the way I understand it, so you've got a record label, yeah, which puts out physical and uh, streaming music. So, and the oh man, I need, I need to like. I can't <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, we know what it means. Just want to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, we know. totally do. Okay, we wait. really know your freestyling yes. here. So I think so. There's a record label and publish uh, publishing label label. Let's say, um, yeah. And the record label um, is in charge of like selling your record and getting it to people and getting streams and like putting it out in uh, the digital world. And the publishing does all the um, royalty side of things. Mm. Right, um, but also have different teams. They have a de- department that do sync, um, and uh, yeah, trying trying to get uh, your music on film and TV, and yes. create opportunities for you to like write with different people and co-write is a big part of it. So yeah, That's so good. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think from what I've I've read about it uh, is like the the record company side of things. You get like such a small amount because the record company take loads of money but the publishing yeah. you actually get like pretty much a lot of that or, or most of it or half of it or i, I don't know how it works, you get uh, it kind of works so they take the part that goes to your um royalties company so here in the uk it's brs i'm with imro um but yeah it goes via the yeah, it depends on what sort of deal you have, but yeah, like yeah. normally you get a percentage that goes to you directly, yeah. goes to the publishers, and from via the publishers it comes back to you via the um, royalties company. Well, it's very complicated, some in-depth stuff there. Into yeah, yeah I'm not sure if I'm. Uh, um, don't <laughs> quote me on it. So uh, we will. We'll write this out I, verbatim. I might, I might be completely wrong and. Maybe I'm going to get a lot of haters from this. <laughs> but you're in the studio right now, literally in your studio right now. Am, so have you yeah. been, are you writing at the moment? I am, yeah. <gasps> so this is, uh, this is Bear's Den little writing space. Yes. But um, yeah, it's not being used at the moment. Uh, so I just get in here whenever, whenever it's free. Um, but yes, I am writing. I'm trying to write my third record. Wow. Right. Yes. That's fantastic. How's it going? I think it's going okay. Yeah. I've, I've written a lot of songs in the first lockdown. Um, yeah. uh, a, a few of my friends, um, put like this, uh, thing together where we, um, we wrote a song every day for two weeks oh, wow. and we'd share them every day we'd had to write one song and it didn't matter it didn't matter what it was as long as it was like maybe a little bit uh, like a, even a little piece of music or uh some words or a poem or like anything like that and um yeah so we did that for two weeks and i got quite a lot of ideas and song ideas from that so i'm uh using that to work on like adding production bits and i'm writing new material as well oh that's brilliant and what a good idea yeah yeah sorry and there was a big and there. and i've just gotten a book on how to play the piano in the post today so oh. i've started doing that yes. yeah by james rhodes Oh yeah, and how Shout does it look? Is it is it an exciting looking learning book, or is it a very dry? Well, one? it's actually quite fu- no, it's quite funny. Um, he <laughs> um, he he doesn't 
he yeah he put some fun in it uh, into oh, good. it he put some fun into it yes um and basically you learn the basics uh reading music which i forgot how to do that i i started doing that when i was a child when i was like eight or nine when i started learning how to play the guitar i knew how to read music but um since then i completely so forgot go- about that <laughs> yeah um, hey, that's great however yeah so within six weeks i should be able to play the prelude number one in c major <laughs> by ah. black great <laughs> Yes. yes. It's interesting with uh, learning the piano as an adult because you can't really use the regular books because they tend to be kind of nursery rhymes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can do those if you want. But yeah. uh, I always think there's well, a gap in the market for some a really cool method book that, that plays like, you play like cool indie tunes, but really simplified versions. Yes. Yeah. Like well, th- th- this is what James Rhodes does. He likes, he simplifies everything. Yeah. And it's just, and he, he chose this piece because it's quite easy to learn. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, and everything is just explained very simply and in a funny way. Uh, oh, but that's great. Yeah. That's good. Everything is about starting slow, just starting slow that's it that's but, um, yeah. way, it's very it? exciting yeah hopefully by uh in six weeks time uh i can i can play this little piece of we'll music. see you at the reopened barbican uh, yeah. some greek <laughs> piano concerto yeah. that's, that's what you should aim for <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> hey um I absolutely love and I'm not just saying this because I'm biased but I love mm. your reworks EP oh, thank that you, you put out I yeah. mean so oh, you've got a bit of personal interest in it. Well, but. of course, yes. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. They're gorgeous, oh, all you. four tracks. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, what what led you to do that? And why specifically those four tracks? Well, I started getting interested in, in piano, obviously. Uh, and I wanted to release some music that was just but sort of based around the piano. And yeah. I can play the piano. Yes. So... I the way I did it was with a plugin, uh-huh. which was yeah. That's how I did it. That's how a lot of music gets made these days. It's cheating, and I'm <laughs> sorry to tell you, <laughs> this might be a real disappointment. Um, I think it's time to terminate this interview. Isn't but it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think it it is for me. It's sort of a great way to learn. And now, like I've got so much of an interest in it, I'm starting to learn how to play piano. Um, but I had to. I had to like. Um, deal with the resources that i had and like i i at the time these plugins sound really good at um, yeah. at the moment there's so so many out there and um i just wanted to um use that and try and arrange everything myself with the help of some friends and um i've always wanted to hear you left it too long in a uh piano version mm. um because I feel like um, it just adds so much, adds so much more uh, um, aesthetic to it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I felt those those songs were just the best, the best ones for the piano, and uh, I liked the the I like really like the paddly sound on um, coat. Yeah, and obviously, I've always imagined big man at heart to have like this like beautiful sort of piano arrangement but then on top of that like just strings just to just to get yeah. all the tears jerking basically 
Yeah, it's um, gorgeous. I love that. And yeah, I like the fact that you, they don't come in too early in the track. It's really yeah. nice. It sort of leaves it as a late surprise. It's yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> you did a wonderful job on that. I was, oh, I was, thanks. Well, as soon as I got them, I couldn't wait to open them. I was like, open them. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. They, oh, yeah, it, it, just, it was such fun. You know, and it came at a great time where we all just really wanted to be playing and being creative because, because you recorded and put it together during the first lockdown, didn't you? And that's, it was yeah. just great, you know we were delighted to have the opportunity to be creative again at that time so oh it yeah. was it, i was just so excited uh, i was so excited to get the the tracks and 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 you arranged it so beautifully because i i had done again like this arrangement on on logic and um you guys just made it your own and it was just so i was, I was just so excited i was so so oh. exciting yeah it's great. I've got to be honest. When you've heard strings come over logic, and then you play, we're always on a win-win situation there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I hope we are. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, God. it's uh, definitely not the same. But yeah, we have to do it uh, in uh, real life at some point as well. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. Get was it? get was on, it? get on the bus. Yeah. Was it string string quartet? Was it or uh... no? It was just me and Rob. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. really simple, like the bare bones. <laughs> Where did you record yeah. that? Did you go to the studio? I recorded it in the room I'm in right now. Did yeah. you? No, yeah, recorded it here. On your yeah, podcast, it was really good. Mike? It was a really. <laughs> I did. I know. I just did it on my iPhone. Actually, yeah. it was fine. No, we did. <laughs> I mean, we've got some road mics as well. Ah. Honestly, it's it's like Mike Central here. Seb, you're looking at me. Seb's looking at me now like, seriously, you're doing all that, but you still can't get your podcast recordings right. What, what's going on? No, it, I know. I mean, they, they sounded really good. Yeah, no, It sounds great. It sounds very professional. It's like another branch of Abbey Road, the Leighton branch. Yeah, Newport Road. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Leighton branch. Love it. <laughs> Hey, Christoph, can we go way far back in time now? Oh, um, yes. To, yeah, so you you actually came from the Netherlands over to Ireland, first of all, didn't you? Yes. Um, and were you gigging over there? Did you move? Was, what led you there, in fact? So my auntie and uncle used to go to either Scotland or Ireland for um, on their holidays. Mm, uh in nice. their in their Volkswagen van. Oh. Um and um they came back with all these pictures and um I was I was I was always intrigued by Ireland and um and then later in life when I started listening to more like singer songwriter music, folk music, um uh, I was listening to the frames, uh Fion Regan, which is a yeah. big hero of mine. And um, uh, Damien Rice, and I don't know. There was something about Ireland that really um, that I was really drawn to. So um, I finished college. I worked for a few months, um, and I moved to I moved to Ireland, and um, oh. I moved to Galway, a small city on the west coast. And uh, I was meant to stay there for six months, but I ended up there for four years. Oh, wow. And, and I started working, obviously I needed a job. Um, and I started working in a, um, a restaurant as a waiter and I was not very good at it. Um, <laughs> and I did not want to do that. 
Um, but and then I started busking, uh, and that was sort of the main, the main reason why I came over. I wanted to busk. I wanted to improve my like live performance. I wanted to work on my vocals, and um, I just started yeah, playing on the street, and which is Galway, which Galway is really um, well known for. It's, yeah. it's got so many street performers, and um, uh, there was who are now my friends there's some people that were interested in what i did and they asked me if i wanted to join them on a on a on a, on a birthday party and uh we formed a band called lovely lucy and yeah that those guys became my friends and so on so on i i, I met a bunch of other musicians and started playing in pubs and i stopped working eventually and just sort of played around pubs in Galway and around Ireland and uh, yeah that's sort of how I ended up there yeah yeah wow. and I ended up there for four years so yes so when was this what what era are we talking this was from 2007 till 2011 right yeah yeah oh. Oh, that's great. And so th- as you were mo- meeting more people, did it kind of lead to doing, so you were gigging out there and uh, yeah. did you ever think to yourself, oh, I could just stay, this is me now, I love it here? Yeah. And I sometimes think about that and I'd like to move back to Ireland at some point. But yes, I was like, oh my God, this, I'm doing this for, this is now my life. I'm yeah. playing music for a living. Um, yes. Which is amazing. I- that's that's why I came over really to like yeah and were you writing then when you were there as well I've always written songs I started writing songs uh from when I was 17 um Mm. I was living in Holland at the time still I was still living in Holland at the time and I was um uh yeah writing a bunch of songs that I would prefer not to to release (laughs) Oh, you haven't picked or, one of them for us today, then. No. <laughs> um, but uh, I took it more seriously. I started taking it taking it more seriously when um, I moved to Ireland, and especially then at the end of my trip, I I moved back home to work and save up a bit of money to move to London, and that's where I moved to because I I, I wanted to be closer to the source to that source. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess is, is yeah. that what you call London? Um, that must have been a really quite a strange transition, wasn't it? Going from Galway to London, like quite yeah. a different scene. Well, I'm from a small village in 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 the southeast of Holland, so I'm kind of you know I'm sort of a country boy at heart. Um, if I may say so myself and uh, <laughs> moving to Galway was sort of a step up to like then go to London um, yeah yeah. but it was exciting it was for me it was um, yeah it was very much fun to like sort of explore um, the city and I don't know get used to it um, and yeah. making all these contacts and yeah and, um, and did you did you ever make contact with with Fionn Reagan and Damien Rice and those kind of guys? Not in Ireland, but I I met I did meet Fionn uh, Regan a few years ago at a festival called People Festival in Berlin. Right. Um, I was just seeing uh, a few friends of mine, the Staves, yeah. uh, who 
yeah, I hadn't seen him. They lived in America um, and I hadn't seen him for a while. So I went to Berlin to go and see them play and just to catch up. And he was at that festival as well. He lives, I think he lives in Berlin. And um, yeah, that's where I met him and I was completely starstruck. Um, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Did you manage to say what you wanted to say to him or did you get that kind of nah. awful, oh, freeze moment? <laughs> no. no, I think I I played it fairly cool. Oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned the staves. I mean, I've read on, um, from interviews you've given that they're kind of pr- pretty instrumental in, in really helping you get to where you are, so introducing you to lots yeah. of people. Yeah, I, I, they've been quite a fundamental part of... I don't know what I, what I want to call it. It's been really good mates and introduced yeah. me to yeah. a, a, a load of load of musicians and a load of people that now uh, are also my friends, but also sort of help me further in my own career. Um, yeah. But even just without without thinking about it, you know. But you yeah, know, they're such good friends, and I yeah, very yeah. forever grateful. It's in fact, been, yeah. I, I did read on one. Of, I read, you know, um, it was where loads of musicians have been reviewing your album, your first album. And oh I, yeah. Very interestingly, Emily from the Staves says of Montreal. Hang on, let me get the from oh, Montreal. God. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. she says, uh, "Ask the story about Montreal, the story behind it." So, go on, Christoph. What have you got oh. for us? <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> Listen, I've been doing digging. I've been oh. digging. <laughs> is it so, is it repeatable? Is it something you can say? <laughs> as some of you might know, I've joined a band called Bears Den. But yes. before I did that, about two years before that, I was on tour with them as their driver, guitar tech, um, and support. And I, uh, and I got the chance to go to America for the first time and tour. I was like, I'll do anything. Just give me the job. I'll just do it. And yeah, they said yes. And I was like, cool, great. Have all awesome. the jobs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it turns out, oh my God, I had all the, well, had all, a lot of jobs and <laughs> Um, one of those jobs was driving a massive truck um, through America <laughs> with a trailer. Um, oh anyway, God. besides that, that we did the whole tour. We got to um, the West Coast, went in and out of Canada up there, and then went back down south via Austin and then back up via like Washington all the way up. This is like over five weeks. So big tour, five week tour. Um we're in Montreal. We had two more shows in Boston and New York. We decided to cross the border at 2 a.m. Uh, in the morning uh, in the middle of nowhere. And and we got to the border um, and there was no one there. And the the officers just completely went for us they just they were like they had all of the time in the world they were like let's flesh these guys out like let's yeah (laughs) so we i ended up because i was there on a visa working for the band not doing supports but obviously i had made some (laughs) 
I had made some money by selling um, my records. Mm. And um, yeah, they found out money. They were asking me, why have you got this money? I was like, well, you know, I've been doing this. I've been, you know, supporting. I was honest. Like I was, I was telling the truth. Um, anyway, this went on for hours and hours, questioned me, questioned the tour manager, ended up having to return back to Montreal and they didn't <gasps> allow me to cross the border and uh, refused uh, entry oh, into the United God. States. States, yeah. Well, yeah just, it was pretty awful. Just you or the whole the whole crew? Well, um, they ended up having to go back to sort some paperwork as well. Um, so that worked in my favour. So we went back to... <laughs> Back to Montreal, they got their uh, paperwork sorted and uh, I wasn't allowed to go back because there was no time for me to do that because it takes a long time. Yeah, so I flew back to London and they got back over to the border. They got back to the border and they crossed it and they did the last two shows. But it was a very, it was very sad. Yes. um, Yeah. Yeah, really sort of stained me for the rest of... Well, I was just, for a couple of years, I was just sort of really worried that, like, I wouldn't be able to go back to America. Uh, refused, and they refused my entry to into yeah. the United States, so um, they didn't bar me for five years or anything, so. No, good. Thank I goodness been, for that. I have been back since, and it's you been good. You have been back. Yeah, yes. yeah, quite a, f- a few times, so it's fine. I got back to London, and uh, I, I then, I wrote the song. And actually, Davey then helped me flash that song out, and from from that came the Montreal EP. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, yeah. Davey was very helpful. Um, Davey from Bears Then was yeah. very helpful in um, uh, producing that song into yeah. something that would then become the Montreal part of the Montreal EP. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So, because you you often support them, don't you? So you'll go on prior to playing with Bearsden. Like I, I've seen you play it uh, when we were at Tivoli in Utrecht, and and so it says. Do you try out stuff to those guys first off, and we, or do you keep it quite separate? I keep it quite separate. Uh, however, I always like show the guys what I'm up to, and I yeah. try and send them demos of new songs and. Um, but um, those shows that you were at, the yeah. um, uh, the uh, fragments shows, yeah. were like that was the first time in a, in a while I supported the guys again. But yeah, because yeah. normally I try to keep it separate. I mean, it's obviously a great great opportunity to um, play in front of their crowd and um, and massive venue. That's a huge venue at Tivoli, I, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Did you it's, enjoy it's, it? Yeah, it's my first. It was my first time there, and um, well, not my first time playing in the big room. Uh, it was yeah, it's really cool. Those are the, those guys are always like really supportive of my music. They they have a few more venues in um, in that building, and I've played a few of those too. But yeah, yeah. Tep, have you great. been to Tivoli before? Uh, is that in Utrecht? Yeah, I, I've been. To, I've played at a place in Utrecht. Is, is there any? Is there one? Is there just one big one mm. in Utrecht? There is, yeah. Yeah, it's, I have, yeah, it's kind of, I remember it Vredeburg. being quite, quite colourful. 
like lots of block colours and yeah, yeah. Think, is that right? I think, I think so. so. And it's, uh, maybe it's I, quite modern looking. It's quite modern. Maybe yeah. it's quite yeah. But there is a I lot think of colours. I played colors. there with with Bastille a couple of years ago. Oh, did you? Ah, it's amazing. Mm. I played somewhere in Utrecht, and I will tell you what, I, there's a fantastic <laughs> cheese shop that I went to. Um, oh, really? I had a lovely what? goat's cheese, which I took back with me. It was so good. Oh. I've actually ordered it um, a few weeks later from oh, there. Nice. So they do do delivery. And Aww. I did a lovely, lovely uh, pedalo <laughs> ride around oh. the Did Yeah. Did <laughs> but I don't remember the name Aww. of the venue I played. Or what oh, I well like. done. <laughs> what a win. Who does? <laughs> did it feel like a bit of a homecoming gig then, that one, Christoph? Yeah, my parents were, uh, my parents were there. Um, and some of my other family members. Um, but yeah, it was always kind of cool to sort of show off. In a way, like I'm Too not right. in a like in a yeah. cocky sort of way, but it's nice to like show your parents that you actually all that time you were <laughs> you've been away, you actually have done you've achieved something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not that you've been just sitting on your bum and uh, just <laughs> done nothing. It's like, did you help so. the guys out with some of the Dutch for talking to the crowds? I did try. But they weren't interested. They haven't used it. Let's no, let's sure. just put it that way. Yeah, they That's a big disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I've always want, I want them to speak Dutch to the to, to the crowd the crowds in Holland and Belgium, um, but yeah. they refuse. <laughs> they don't refuse. Sorry, they don't refuse to. But maybe they're a bit maybe they're yeah, a bit shy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It must be quite stressful, right? If you're playing in the band later on, but then you also do a solo spot. Um, it's quite a lot to think about in in those sort of few hours, isn't it? It is. However, that was fine. Everything was quite relaxed, and it, I think we were all in such a good mood, and like it was so much fun. Like it was so much fun having ha- having the orchestra and including so much fun. <laughs> it was. It, so it was much fun. It, 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 there was just such a good vibe, and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't mind getting on getting on before. Uh, it was. I think I was just. Was it? I was just releasing. I just released a record or something, or I. I was going to. Um, but it was a great opportunity for me to like, um, play in front of a crowd because I had something to sell. Uh, but yeah. it was also just. It was just fun. It was just a fun time. Uh, to do those or uh those fragment shows, um, and. Yeah. I didn't really have to do much apart from just getting on stage and just sing the song, sing like four or five songs, and then wait another like thirty minutes and then just get on yeah. with the rest of the band. It was it was quite cool. It was it was nice. It was very. Happy and there was a memories. quick turnaround, wasn't there, on the gig? So it kind of almost wasn't that much time to get yeah. to. You couldn't really get stressed out about what they were. Yeah. It was straight in, 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 in. I just remember at the end of that tour, I was a broken person. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you guys were both my yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were um, on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Bear's Den, obviously, but yeah. how did you actually get involved with them in the first place? So you were saying you were driving the bus and like doing all the kind of road, like roadie stuff, really. And how did you first meet them? Um, I met them at like communion shows. Um. And uh, 
Joey, who was playing in their band beforehand, um, uh, was going out with a friend of mine at the time, so got to know them via Joey, and then uh, Joey eventually left, and I, you know, I did a tour with them at that time. That was when that like American tour happened, and mm. uh, yeah, they eventually ended up asking if I wanted to join um, uh, on the banjo and vocals. Yes. I like, yes, I would like that. That would be nice, but I don't play the banjo. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, oh my god! So, so did I'll you buy yourself a teach yourself banjo book as well? Weeks. No, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, no, but I had, I did have to teach myself the banjo, which is quite intimidating. But um, yes, I eventually learned how to play it a little bit. I'm not a pro. I'm not a pro at it still. But that sounds uh, awesome. Oh, thank you very I, much. I didn't did not realize that. So You're too kind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you have, to have somebody to teach you, or did you? Was it self taught? Self taught through videos. Um, yeah, and just Steve Martin of, videos. Yeah, but he he does the you know the picking the the bluegrass banjo. And yeah, yeah, I'm not very. Is that a different thing then? Yeah, it's. Yeah, it is. I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but it's uh, yeah. they use picks and um, the pattern is like quite, uh, quite Do you difficult. Have picks to... on every finger. I think there's just three. Three. I think right. there's different ways of playing it, but yeah. I think there's just three picks for uh, three finger picks. Um, but the banjo yeah. is so integral to the sound of the band now. It feels yeah. like it's, you know it's so key. Yeah. And so yeah, no pressure then. No, I know. Yeah. No, I've 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 messed up a few times and uh, yeah, I, I I didn't like it. I didn't like doing that. Like I, because I, you know, I I was just sort of thrown in there and um, I couldn't really, you know, play it th- that well. And I, I was just like, I was I was scared a lot of times and very anxious um, oh. for a lot of the performances, which made me sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was, it was quite difficult at, at points to um yeah just to do that but it was fine like I'm, I'm i'm not complaining it was great at the same time but i i had like some real tricky moments <laughs> yeah yeah that's scary yeah but you you can imagine you got through that eventually i got through it yeah eventually but you know here's the thing you know when you like uh make one mistake in front of like a fairly big crowd then the next time during the same song you're going to just think about that moment because you, totally. you messed up before and that became a real thing in my head and I got real anxious and I like I just yeah I don't, I, 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 I that was a quite a, a annoying time for me every yeah. time and, and that became like oh getting getting quite anxious before the show and like getting up and like I developed uh like a weird anxiety where I thought I was getting sick on stage uh and which never happened but like I was it became so bad that I was like looking for sort of when when we were doing the sound check i was i was looking for exits i was like seeing oh where can i go when i do feel sick or where where i need to get sick and yeah it became like a whole like thing in my head i'm like oh god this is really annoying but um yeah i ended up 
seeing a therapist about it and it was fine in the end and like I'm completely okay yeah. with it but yeah it was um yeah it was so do you perform- feel like if you've got like sort of strategies now so that if you can feel that kind of coming on or like that, that anxiety do you sort of have ways that you can get into a just, mindset to deal with it or? yeah not specific ones but i just normally breathe and just think it's it'll be fine i'm just gonna have to go with it now the, like there's nothing the main thing i think now is like well what if it goes wrong what if you do get sick on stage it is fine like yeah. no one no one's gonna you know tell you off for it you know 100 yeah. those things always feel much more uh, much larger to you like any any mistake, oh totally yeah uh, yeah absolutely no this is normally no no but um and yeah i know so many people who've had such a similar thing especially with like blanking out or feeling yeah. sick it's yeah like a, i think it really does at different points in your career and it can come at such weird times yeah like it might not be the most high stress event but all of a no, sudden it does totally. become a thing yeah uh, it really became and then for specific songs that i've like messed up before um that would be always be oh this like oh it's this song oh there's this bit like this, this little fiddly bit on the banjo that i need to perform and it's like uh just build it up in my head and it's yeah it was oh, terrible God. anyway um yeah. so in your own music do you, do you try and avoid writing things that are gonna be tricky to play no i think i think with my own music i'm i'm completely fine with it because i'm in charge of it and yeah. I'm, I'm i'm the person that is responsible for that um so i've never i i I still have the nerves however uh i don't really feel anxious or no uh i think i i heard someone talk about uh zappa frank zappa said um you can't you can't make mistakes if it's your own music yeah well i'd like to i'd like to agree with that yeah i think i think that's fine you're in charge and and especially when you're performing it live like no one's perfect and like no. i certainly am not and crowds um, love it when when uh, the band makes a mistake i know yeah it's yeah it's a nice yeah, it's little humanizing thing. isn't yeah. it exactly it's really yeah. Good. yeah yeah totally and i have that with my own music i think there's more pressure when you're um you know when you're like a session musician you need to perform the things that like the band that asks you to come and work for them yeah, yeah. Yeah. And was that a tricky as well? Because you were stepping, almost stepping into the shoes of somebody else who'd been in the band originally. I know in a slightly different capacity, but like, yeah, did yeah. you feel a pressure involved in that as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 There was that. And yeah, there was that for sure. Because it felt like I was up front with the yeah. guys and doing the harmonies and like playing the banjo, which is like a key instrument mm. um especially in the first you know part of their career and uh, i feel like a lot of people connect with that and yeah i didn't want to mess it up but like it just happened to it just happened and i happened to like feel a lot of pressure for yeah. that i don't really i don't I haven't really spoken about it that openly but i guess you know there you go oh but well, then, yeah, it's and did those were those guys really good? Were they really helpful? Did you talk yeah, to them? Yeah, absolutely. About it? Oh man, they were so good. Yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 so lovely and then, so you know nice. the best the best <laughs> the best friends you can ever wish for. Yeah. Um, Davy ended up ended up uh, coming to me and 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 talking to me, and he was he was like, you know, if you do get sick, that's not a problem. Just you know, we'll take a minute, and you know, if you need to if you need to like step step off the stage or yeah uh just take a minute it'll be fine 
So it was yeah. like, oh, that was really comforting. So yeah, yeah, they've been really good. Yeah, that's great. Because you guys seem like a real tight knit unit. The whole touring band. It's yeah. a great bunch of guys, isn't it? It's yes. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. You must have yeah, such I'm, a laugh when you're away together. Is it really yeah. fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really miss it, and I hope we can mm. do it again sometime yeah. soon. But yeah, totally. I think twenty twenty one is still a ride off. <laughs> is this a good place to, for us to really cunningly sneak in one of your songs now? And uh, okay, I think you've got something for us, haven't you? I have. I've actually recorded. Oh, I, you don't have to like. Obviously, no, we were going <laughs> to do a really cringy clapping moment for you. It's a shame. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Okay. Great. Um, we will. We will. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I. Uh, this is a song uh, called Brave Arc, and it's oh. from my second album. Um, you were at a place.
That was fantastic. Thanks, Crystal. Crystal's adding a clap as well. Yes. Just <laughs> out of it. He exactly Thanks. wasn't satisfied with ours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> That's a gorgeous song. That was gorgeous. Thank you. Not pre-recorded at all. No. no. <laughs> so, Christoph, as well as as playing and being a phenomenal musician, phenomenal, easy for me to say, a musician, you are also a chef. You were talking about being a waiter early on, but you you yes. have you became a chef as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Whoa. So in my my time in Ireland, I got to work for a chef called Jessica Murphy. He's from New Zealand, but um. Uh, started as a chef or worked as a chef in Ireland and she sort of introduced me to cooking and that got me really excited and did a few shifts with her in in a restaurant uh, in number eight at the time she's now got a a wonderful restaurant called Kai Cafe um, in Galway and it's incredible I've been I've been for food there a couple of times anyway um, moving on to my time in London, um, a couple of years later, I started working in in a restaurant because I needed to make money. Um, I wasn't making any money with the music because uh, I just moved here. And uh, I started wor- working for Bill Granger's, who's, a, who's a, an Australian chef. And his restaurant is in Notting Hill called Granger & Co., and I started working as a pot washer um, and I did that for a couple of months and then moved on to commie pastry so learn some pastry skills and then I went over to the larder which is sort of the salad salad section Uh, and then yeah I was really enjoying it and I was like sort of touring in between it was a perfect sort of combination of like touring and then back in the kitchen and like learning loads of like cooking skills and stuff and then I met my friend uh Chris Golding who I now also work for when I'm not uh being furloughed um (laughs) at a restaurant called Elder but yeah I started cooking and I did that for a few years I worked in a few different breakfast places and like um uh, I worked at a in a five star hotel in South Kensington and doing like little French Italian food, um, and awesome. yeah, I learned how to cook ever since, and it's yeah, it's, it still really excites me. Um, I joined hey. in on the sourdough um, buzz. Oh yeah! Oh wow! I've got some starters going, and have you? So you got several yeah. starters, have you? I've got two starters and I don't what know why because it's just a waste of flour already. I've got a uh, <laughs> rye flour starter and a uh, and a hybrid of wholemeal and um uh strong white bread flour. Strong yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. As Rob nice. likes to keep telling me, he's got a 16-year-old San Franciscan. I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know what to do with that really, but I want to get one I of those. Think, like... Yeah. 16-year-old. <laughs> it just arrives, that... doesn't it? It's pretty weird. <laughs> Oh what? Like it's like something that's been going for 16 years? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. And it came over I in know. the post, right? Yeah, that's right. I want to say it came from Amazon, but that surely isn't right. I think I've invented that bit. But it definitely arrived in the post. Weird. Very weird. But, uh, Christopher, I was going to say that you've got yourself, um, uh, you're starting on sourdough and you're teaching yourself piano. All these things, that, I mean, are you also going to buy a fast car? <laughs> 
<laughs> it <No>. sounds like <laughs> there may be a midlife crisis on the oh, cast. God. <laughs> You're too young, though, aren't you? I, You're too young for a midlife crisis. But <laughs> look, here's the thing. I've, I'm obs- at the moment, I'm so obsessed with looking at houses that I just can't afford. And it's amazing. I've been looking <laughs> everywhere, like mainly like Hackney, Islington, yeah. sort oh, of no Haringey area. And I'm like, I'm just, it's so, I'm so obsessed with it. Like I, I love looking just at like, at houses and oh, yes. flats. It's, it's so much fun. However, <laughs> I don't have the money to buy it. Have and you found I doubt, your dream house? I doubt, and I doubt the bank will uh, lend me any money. Um, <laughs> so if there's anyone out there. <laughs> the restaurant I work in at the moment is called Elder. It's in Belgravia. Oh. It's got a, and the building that it's in, it's called uh, Pantechnicon. And it's right in the center of Belgravia. Uh, wow. I used to work yes. at the Waitrose there. Oh yeah, it's just right across from it. It's yeah. got the it's the building with the pillars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, it. I know where you mean. Yes, I um I played there recently. They they reopened a road. They would sort of pedestrianised it. Yeah, and they did a big party, and Marcus Waring was there, and my band played a set, and it was uh, mm. it's very posh. But I I used to work in that weight shows when I um when I just came to London. Oh wow! Um, and I used to see like. Saw uh, Jose Mourinho in there, and Roman Abramovich lives lives around the corner, and I don't know. I I was like, it was just such a different world to me. I was sitting in Belgravia, and uh, <laughs> it was nice to return playing my trumpet. And they, oh, I used to work there. But it yeah, was, yeah. Uh, nice place to work there, Waitrose. I'd uh, I'd recommend it. Oh yeah, get but shares, so, don't you? you? Get is that right? You do, you still you get, get shares in it? Well, you're a partner. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and you get I a bonus that. every year. Oh wow! Brilliant. Yeah. Beats Little Chef, which is where I worked. Oh that wow! Was, I swear to God, what was that I earned like? One pound eighty an hour. Oh no, hang on, no, that's not true. I spent I earned two pounds twenty an hour. It was oh. appalling. I at the um, Saltash Roundabout, yeah, Saltash Roundabout, and it was the year that it was the um, everyone was coming down for summer solstice, and it was just, it was so awful. I've got I have absolute terrible recurring nightmares about it. I How did they get away somebody, with paying you two twenty an hour? Two twenty an hour, and like this is not as long ago as you think it should be for that kind of wage. And I saw someone drop an egg from the griddle onto the floor, scoop it up and put it back on that griddle. I kid you not. (laughs) Five second rule. No, I think you have told this story before on the podcast. Oh, sorry. I'll I'll leave it in. This is great. This is this is saucy material. That's what that's what that's that's what the listeners on the air. I remember editing it before and be like, should I take that out? Is that kind of, is that bad for Little Chef? Uh, For their reputation, I just left it in. Leave it in. Reiterated now. Oh my God. I'm going to have to start writing down my terrible stories that I just tell again. (laughs) Hey, Christoph, have you got a second song for us? Is that right? Oh, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Fantastic. What's this one? This one's called Big Man at Heart. Oh. And it oh. features Verity and Rap. Well, it doesn't. Hey. On the rework CP. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful song. Let's oh, have a listen. Thank you. There we go.
How I never knew you Was a miracle Just like shooting stars At noon There's a strange shape in the moon Oh, this evening It came tumbling down By surprise And slow down You were riding by the edgeway You should have talked to me We're a big man at heart For some birds returned in winter To carry you away It is beautiful. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for playing a couple of songs for us. Oh, that's okay. It was my wow. pleasure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, um, because I'm a huge fan of Bonnie Vare and you you supported him at Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. Uh, I didn't um I didn't see your concert. I, I went to two of the shows and it was Okay. Oh wow. Because he he either did two sets or he did a set and support, didn't he? Mm. And the I went the, the second night, I went it was Phoebe Bridges. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he she did the last night. I think it was just me and Phoebe Bridges. It was kind of insane to see, like, I got the artwork in from their team. Yeah, uh, to like announce the show, and it was like my name, and then it was Phoebe Bridges' name, yeah. and I was like, this is like this is, this is the most surreal thing I've ever seen. The gig was 
incredible and they let me do what I wanted to do um and it was just incredible it was it was it was so insane it, it was I think it was the most insane uh thing that happened in my career to like sport oh. body there like let yeah I mean it is pretty legendary mm. and it was I was so proud to get there and um I remember when 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 Justin had asked me if I wanted to support him I was I was at a festival in Cork and we just had a chat and he asked if I wanted to do that in in London and I was like oh my god this is insane it's like yeah of course didn't really think much of it um and then he said like just to get in touch with his team and um we did that and it just ended up happening and then I got the artwork in for to 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 announce the show and it was just it was like Mats won my name and then Phoebe Bridges I was like oh my god this is actually happening yeah and that's when I realized and that's when I realized I was like oh wow this is oh, this is actually happening I'm doing this like this is yeah. cool so got all like I got my I got my friend I got all everyone to like play with me because I just wanted to make it like a really nice big show and um there was one uh Joey Black who is one of the guitar techs that worked for Bears Den over the years it was a massive fan he was like He's like, you know, I don't care. Like, just like get me on the gig, and 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 he and he got in. I was like, sort of so proud to like have everyone there and just like do the show, and and um, it was amazing. And I went the night that Phoebe Bridges was supporting as well. Yeah. So I got, I ended up going backstage and ended up meeting her and uh, her like uh, guitarist, and uh, it was it was so surreal. It was. It was just insane. Um, yeah, still can't. I still can't quite believe that happened. But oh, that's brilliant! You know, yeah, it's sort of like an institution. Is that we? Could you call it like it's? I, I've listened to his music for since I was, I don't know, like like eighteen, nineteen. I can't remember when the first album came out, but it was like yeah, massive fan. He sort of revolutionised that that genre. That sort of, I guess you'd say it, it starts off as kind of indie folk, almost country kind of yeah. thing. But then it's just the the he sort of changed his sound so much, and and yeah. now the the band that the personnel's changed over the years, yeah. And now it's such a collaborative project. There's so many people involved, um, and you can just hear influences. Um, and I don't know if he's picked things up from working with Kanye West and. That, that sort of way of working where just getting lots of people involved and it, it it's created something that's like much bigger than than him because it started off just him basically and now it's it's become a huge thing so there's this uh, a festival uh in uh berlin that's that he's he started with a bunch of other people like aaron desner and uh the owners of the Michelberger Hotel, which is a, a really cool, like modern hotel um, that like support a load of artists. And there's a, a festival that started in 2000, uh, a 2016, and it was basically a bunch of like everyone in the indie scene that yeah. like 
um, this is uh, people came together. Yeah, it's called People Festival, yeah. and um, everyone just sort of came together and they were like, "Here, here you go. Here's a platform. Uh, here's a bunch of stages, and like, you get five days to work on music, and then there's a weekend that people can go to, that people can actually." Um, buy tickets for and see the music that you guys made over the five days and they did that again in 2018 and I was part of that and that was really cool Um, so yeah it's really about like collaborating with everyone and everything goes and it's uh, yeah it's it's kind of a cool thing to do that and 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 be part of too yeah Um, so did you get kind of paired up with people then or did you just was it just up to you to go up to people so basically there's a team in in an office that puts like all these names together. There's about 120 people. There's an org there's an uh, there's an there's a uh, a choir for example from Berlin. Yeah. There's Aaron Desner and then there's uh uh someone on drums and they get put together into a room like the drummer from Dierov Dierov for example. Mm. They get yeah. put in a room and they're like here you go and do your thing now for for the next two hours and create something that you can perform and then so there's so many different combinations of people like doing all these things yeah. and yeah. in the end there's like Amazing. this performance yeah over kind of the an exciting environment yeah and have yeah. a lot of projects come out of that then have people gone on to write make albums together and that kind of thing yeah i think so there's quite a few artists that like there's an email chain going that like we sometimes hear from um and they share their ideas that they've been working on and mm. um so yeah there is um um and then and i think for, for me it kind of opened me up to like do a bunch of collaborations myself yeah. not necessarily having to do with like the people fest met with people festival but um but like i was like oh well everyone does it like for a long time in my career i thought like oh well i i just need to do my own thing blah 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 but um earlier last year i sort of opened up and was like okay well give me anything like i want to like work on now and i i'm up for it, up for that that's great are you working with anyone in particular at the moment i work i'm actually working on a an ep with um a guy called josh um, right. Oliver, but he goes by Jolie. We recorded an EP together. And oh, cool. That's going to be, that's going to be released this year. Ooh. Uh, it's currently that's being great. mixed. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, I, I'm writing uh, a bunch of songs with different people. And since I've signed the publishing deal, I've like, I'm being introduced to different bands and different songwriters that I'm now going to work with. So, yeah, there's plenty in the pipeline. Oh, thanks, Christoph. Yeah. He's great. Thanks very, very much. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he looked very, very kind of cosy in his uh, studio. Yeah, there. I thought that. He had a very nice winter woolen on didn't he oh it was lovely to chat to christoph wasn't it he's such a nice yeah, guy very, very down to earth he guy. is he is and it was really interesting um, when he was talking about all the the anxiety that he had playing with bear's den because 
you know, we've talked to a lot of our classical musician friend guests about that, and it's yeah. something which is so prevalent in classical music. So it's kind of interesting hearing it from him coming from that point of view from a band, isn't it? Yeah. I'd forgotten about though that feeling you have when you're doing uh, maybe a show, mm. some a uh, West End show or something, where you're you're playing the same thing every night, and it comes around the same time yeah. every night. Oh god, this bit! I'd forgotten that just out of not not doing anything like that yeah, for so long. Absolutely, so it sort of brought up a lot of those kind of feelings. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's great. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go and cook some nice food as a result of his uh, his yes. food chat. I felt inspired. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be more ambitious, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> no more ramen. No more ramen. <laughs> no, no, no. So um, if you enjoyed that episode, guys, uh, maybe it's your first time listening. Um, maybe it, you've listened to them all. Thanks. But, uh, or maybe you've listened to like four. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, please leave a review on iTunes or somewhere else like, that does reviews. <laughs> and uh, maybe share it, tell a friend, that kind of yep, thing. Yeah, that would be really handy. And if you're feeling super generous, then why not join our Patreon? Yeah. We've got a, a growing number of bonus episodes. Yes. Each week we uh, we have a bonus episode with whoever we've got on. Yeah. Um, as, as time goes on, we'll have much more behind-the-scenes content. It's kind of tough to do that kind of thing while we're Well, we're I know, but as soon as we get out of this, we'll start making loads of backstage content. You just won't be able to get enough of that stuff. Um, yeah. Um, and also... I mean, I could film a video of me just, just putting my laptop on top of uh, a, a Monopoly and Articulate and the Settlers of Catan. <laughs> that would be gold. Film a video like that if you want to That's see gold, that. definitely. Um, I can also <laughs> I can also give you a, a video highlights of me trying to turn my computer on every session before we do a Zoom conversation. Um, it's painful to watch. It's and often quite upsetting, and there's some choice language which is involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so check out that uh, Patreon. And what else? I don't know. Have you have you been you've been homeschooling mm. and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How's it been going? It just feels like a lot longer than two weeks, is what I'd say. Um, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes sometimes I feel really proud and think we've achieved everything that we were supposed to achieve today, and that is that's really magic. But I mean, I'm exhausted today. It's really hard. Uh, mm. They're do- I think they're doing they're very chipper the boys, so that's good, and they're doing very well, but. I don't know, two months of this and I'm going to look like mum rather ever living. It's just not good. But What's the hardest thing you've, you've had to, uh, to teach? Oh, God. Well, we're trying to write a magazine article about uh, volcanoes at the moment and um, oh. I don't have a lot of technical knowledge on volcanoes. <laughs> Something I need to sharpen up on, really. That's hard. And also dividing decibels. What? Can you do that? Um, dividing decimals. Yeah. Des- decimals. Decimals. Uh, I have been... Uh, <laughs> decibels. Yeah, dividing them. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, I reckon I could do that. Go on then. Point. Isn't that, just, <clears throat> isn't that just like normal numbers? Not fractions, basically. Are you, you're from the fraction generation, aren't I, you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I used to write on slate with chalk back in the day, it was very much fractions <laughs> I dealt with. <laughs> It's maybe, yeah, no, dividing fractions and decimals. It's all, I was good at maths back in the day and these days I am not. And that is sad. But, you know, this is a learning experience for us all, isn't it? Ugh. 
Yeah, you can count to four. That's all you <laughs> Can I, though? Can I? Um, you've been doing far more exciting things, though, haven't you? You've been, like, knocking down walls and, and stuff. Well, no, I've not knocked any walls down, but I have been demolishing uh, sort of built-in wardrobes. Oh, that, uh, amazing. It's got a sticker on it that says 1992. <laughs> it's like, it's that kind of yeah. era. If you can picture kind of... Early nineties uh, chipboards. Oh yes, wood chip, wood chip <laughs> right. um, furniture. Uh, I was smashing up a kitchen yesterday, <sighs> and uh, basically I just bought a house. And, uh, and now you're smashing it up. Like, smashing it up. <laughs> is it but exciting uh, though? Great. Are you loving doing that? It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. yeah, but we sanded the floors, and that that is one of the best things you can do. Yeah. I think. Do you know, you were talking because, about it last week and you were saying that old yeah. people are really responding well to this. I watched like maybe seven or eight bits of an Instagram story that you did sanding the floor and I was truly mesmerised. Wow. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, what is I, it? It's, it's really resonated with people, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You say old people. I mean, like people in their 20s, 30s. Oh, love yeah, it. just people, not old people. No. <laughs> I think we've become old people. <laughs> yes. Since the lockdown. Oh, for sure. But yeah, just blooming sanded it up, varnished it. It looks wonderful. What I've seen, it looks amazing. It's nice. Yeah. I don't want to walk on it now. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get ruined. So, what's next um, week? What are you smashing up next week? Uh, more of the kitchen. Great. Uh, we're getting a. Get, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> getting a new boiler put in today. Oh, um, boilers. They're one of those dreadful things you spend loads of money on and you can't really get excited about, aren't they? <laughs> no, I know. Well, it is It is going to mean that the boiler is going to be taken out of my baby's bedroom. Oh. It's currently just on the wall in, in her bedroom at the moment. So that's, that's not a good, good is thing. it? No. Next to, she'll just lay her head next to the carbon monoxide alarm. Oh, good God, yes. So that's... <laughs> That's not going to be there anymore. That's that's nice. Uh, we're going to put a new kitchen in. Hey, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 great. It, I mean, it does sound like I've got loads of money, but I don't really. <laughs> but all... when you buy a house, it just becomes fake, doesn't it? The money doesn't. It's no it longer real. You're dealing such massive amounts of money that it no longer means anything. A couple of hundred pounds here, a couple of hundred pounds there. Yeah. You know. Ah. Oh. <laughs> well that's good i think embrace this while you can before you have to start thinking about it again just keep buying kitchens and bathrooms <laughs> yeah. good it's uh it's good though. it's good fun it's uh you know it's nice nice to have something to do you know yeah perfect timing yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. i keep remembering to play the trumpet a few times yeah <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> No. Just reacquaint myself with it. <laughs> hey, we've got another great guest next week, haven't we? Uh, I can't remember who it Can is. Can you remember? Do you want me to mime it? Yes. Yeah. Um, he's called... I just tried to say that silently. Oh, yes. Did you pick that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Todd yeah. Carty. That's it! <laughs> Wonderful. We're going to talk about dancing on ice. It's going to be a dream. Uh, yes. Great. No, he's great. This this ne- Is it he? Next guest, you're going to really like him. It's a transatlantic one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So let's get the time difference right and we'll be fine. Yeah, we've got a gap at 3am to do this one. (laughs) Yeah, we have. (laughs) So you think we sound tired today, just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh yeah looking forward to that it's gonna be fun um we got uh gotta go now yeah <laughs> I've got to go now. So yeah, nearly bumped back. Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. And um, tune in next time on Three in a Bar. Have a lovely week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.